Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Meg's and Lil Talk, Talk Books. Um, we are really excited to be here this week talking about um, Mark Manson's The, the Subtle, Subtle Art, Art of, of Not Giving, giving a, a Bleep, fuck. Lily. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. I think we're allowed to swear on this podcast. So, as you guys know, um, Lily and I, we discuss a book once a week and uh, kind of just delve into uh, my, my questions. And keep in mind, Lily never reads the books. Um, I read the books and, and, we, and I tell her what I learned and I get a fresh perspective from someone who hasn't read it. I like to think of it as an outtake perspective, out of context. And Lily's a really slow reader. Very ah, much. Ah, ah, yeah, audiobooks are the only thing I do. Exactly. So, um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the millions of subscribers who tune in and uh, buy merch. We have another drop coming out uh, at the beginning of next month, so... Keep your eyes peeled. Use the code TALKBOOKS for 15% off. Yeah, and Lily designed um, the last, this last drop, so I think you guys are really going to like it. So now we're going to get into it. Um, basically what I got from this book, which I'm pretty much obsessed with, as you know, um, it's kind of like an alternative self-help book. And you can tell hmm. because... The first chapter is just... Is this a targeted audience type thing? I, I don't think it's a targeted audience. I really think that it's, it's useful for any person. Any person who wants to be a little bit happier and the ways they've been trying to become happy are just not working. And so, and I can kind of explain to you why the, the traditional self-help books um, are not working. So the first chapter is called Don't Try. Hmm. So it kind of makes you think, you know, how if I'm trying to become a better person and become happy. How am I not supposed to try? Very good question. One of the first things I highlighted in the book, um, he says, um, he as in Mark Manson, our culture today is obsessively focused on unrealistically positive expectations be happier, be healthier, be the best, be better than the rest, be smarter, faster, richer, sexier, and so on. And he says, um, when you're doing this, you're actually fixating on what you lack. And it, it lasers in on what you perceive your personal shortcomings to be and mm. emphasizes that, right? So wow, when you're trying to become a happier person, for the, obviously the first thing you're going to do is list out, you know, what are the things I need to be to be more happy mm-hmm. and to be more confident. And then ultimately you're listing out your greatest weaknesses, right? So it kind of makes a person feel... So is there an alternative? Do they say what to do instead of uh, not trying? Yeah, so that's actually what this book is kind of about. Oh, boy. So, okay. Yeah, he, he basically, Mark is talking about how our world has kind of messed up the meaning of, of self-help. And 
he says here that the fixation on the positive, um, you know, like I said, just reminds us over and over again of, of what we lack. He also says, you know, that a lot of self-help gurus ignore a deeper, a deeper level of awareness. And, you know, people say, I want to, I want to be more successful. I want to make more money, but they ignore the important questions. Like, why do I feel the need to be rich in the first place? Um, and, and I think that right now, much of the advice out there in the self-help world revolves around um, a shallow level of just trying to make people feel good in the short term while these real problems never get solved. So I think we should kind of talk about what we value, um, you know, not just on a surface level, but like what, what wakes us up in the morning, what mm-hmm. keeps us going, and, you know, how how do we figure out what we value and how do we prioritize them? Um, I think Mark summarizes the whole concept of this really well. Um, he says, the key to a good life is not giving a fuck about more. It's giving a fuck about less. Giving a fuck about only what is true and immediate and important. So, Lily, before you start listing off some of your values, I wanted to read off some of the values that Mark thinks are quote-unquote shitty values. Um, the ones I found most interesting were pleasure, um, the value of always being right, Oof. and the and this one surprised me, but the value of staying positive. Mm. Um, and I thought this one was pretty interesting because when you think about it constant positivity is almost a form of avoiding life's problems so if you're just like addressing it yeah right everything's fine everything's okay um I'm gonna look on the bright side of things you're not really you're not addressing the root of the problem and you can't grow from that Mm -hmm. so um you know on the on the other hand some of the good values he lists would be Honesty, innovation, vulnerability, standing up for oneself, self-respect, curiosity. I'm sure those have got to be kind of similar to yours, but tell me what you're thinking. Well, initially, right off the bat, I think those are all the ones that may be hardest to conquer and feel achieved in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that I would be good at those or value some of those, but I think a lot of them like the you know, self-advocacy, I feel like you can really master, and I think that's something I need to work on. Totally. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about shitty values, and later on in the book, Mark gives an example that if I measure myself by the standard, make everyone I meet like me, I will be anxious because failure is 100% defined by the actions of others, not by my own actions. I'm not in control, thus my self-worth is at the mercy of judgment by others. That's pretty much everything I'm in therapy for in one, mm-hmm. se- one, one sentence. So That's, that's Thanks, incredible. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for summing that up in uh, a nice wrapped-up bundle. A nice gut punch to the stomach. <laughs> and so I think um, I've definitely struggled with that, and my viewers know this by now. I'm sure that I have a twin sister, and I think that that aspect has only increased 
exacerbated the issue. Yeah, me wanting to be liked by everyone, especially when I have a twin sister who looks like me and acts like me is next to me and everyone's comparing us, you know? So if we if we shift the value of wanting everyone to like me, which is completely out of my control, and shift it to something like I want to have better relationships with people and I want to have more meaningful conversations and those are the values that are are process oriented and are never really completely finished it's it's a value that keeps keeps you going a value that you never you know one day you're sitting there and you're like I did it I'm I'm a great person everyone likes me it's it's a value that unlike shitty values Mark says are intangible um, they can't be measured and they're outside of our control which obviously is going to cause a lot of anxiety so Mark is looking for the lifelong commitment yeah exactly yeah that's a perfect way to put it I think to sum it up he says that improvement is it's basically measured by your your thousands of tiny little failures and Mm -hmm. When you when you find someone successful around you, you've got to assume that they're where they are based on how many times they've failed and how many times they're they've been willing to put themselves out there and learn from their mistakes and and really find find the thing that makes them successful. So as most of our devoted fans know, Lily and I are roommates. And we have been roommates for, what, two years now? Well, in this house. Something like that. But before this house, we've been roommates for three and a half? Let's call it three and a half. We've, uh, knowing that, you guys have got to assume that we've seen each other in some, some pretty shitty situations and... Some highs and lows. That's, exactly. Um, Mark actually, he calls it... Instead of hitting rock bottom, it's he prefers to call it weathering the shitstorm. And I think that's was really mm-hmm. relevant for the both of us. Um, right when the pandemic hit back in like February, March, and we were both going through a tough time with school. Uh, I was trying to get an internship. Lily was, you know, going crazy with all of her classes in the nursing school. And when I read this paragraph, it kind of transported me to that time and since then I had to hit that rock bottom to to grow and I'll read you this little this little excerpt here he said our most radical changes in perspective often happen at the tail end of our worst moments it's only when we feel intense pain that we're willing to look at our values and question why they seem to be failing us we talked about shitty values and I know some of my shitty values six months ago were getting straight A's um you know getting my internship offer getting the VP position of a club and those I think although I thought at the time very admirable goals they are the they're the values that are intangible and and once you and once you 
grasp them and you accomplish them you you feel that emptiness like okay what what now because instead my value should have been find get involved in clubs that make you feel fulfilled and find an internship that genuinely drives your passions and instead I was looking for internships with that offered the most amount of money that offered the best location and preach preach and it um I fell into a really tough time in those in those months and it it took a while and I did feel that in, intense pain but once I I figured out what I needed to do and where I wanted to go I started to feel better and and feel more secure in my values um did you kind of feel I know you, we were in similar <clears throat> positions at that time yeah yeah, I would say, well, let me ask, is one of Mark's values trying your best? Did he say that? I think it's it's scattered all throughout the book. It's I went it's not necessarily trying Said your best, but, but it's it's not limiting yourself and kind of just saying, okay. I don't give a fuck and I'm going to give it my all. So yeah, I say yeah. he says don't try, but yeah. I think you interpret that in don't try in the things that don't matter to you. Totally. One thing my dad always said growing up was, well, preface, background, I am a constant crier. If I sleep less than six hours, if I'm happy, sad, confused, mm-hmm. I cry. And my dad would always say, if you cry, you care. And it, you know, it's kind of one of those things that your dad says and you're like all right whatever weirdo Mm -hmm. but kind of what you've been saying like Mark's bit about the problem-centered values and those things like if you're upset about it it's because you care so to me I would kind of bring that back to like trying your best and I really like his note of prioritizing things but yeah I think looking back it's really easy to say that but it's been a crazy year for all of us Mm -hmm. and I mean, on top of everything going on, it's hard to be in college and broke and doing classes. Exactly. So it's easy, totally easy to let it pile up and get stressed about the shitty values and the, I want everybody to like me, I want mm-hmm. good grades, the superficial, what would I want to post on social media. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it totally circles back around to figure out what you care about, figure out what really gets you going Mm -hmm. and I think equally it's accepting the fact that life sucks a lot of the time yeah and it's not always gonna go your way exactly and you have to go through those bad moments to make the good the good moments shine Mark says here um just as one you know must suffer physical pain to rebuild their their broken bone and muscle after an injury one must suffer emotional pain to develop greater emotional resilience, a stronger sense of self, increased compassion, and just generally a happier life. So as soon as someone can become comfortable in the idea that, okay, maybe my values are shitty right now, maybe life is shitty and not, it's not going where I want, but pain is part of the process. And if you're feeling that pain, it's a signal that something needs to change. So mm-hmm. accepting that your body's letting you know your values aren't aren't what they need to be and that's your signal that 
it's time to it's time to shift the values to make your life truly meaningful and, and happy. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the podcast, um, Lil and I were talking about anxiety and how we've both experienced a lot of moments where we focus on the value of wanting the most amount of people to like us when you know when we walk into a room we want people to be like oh she's here you know a big presence and um I think one of the most interesting things that I took away from the from Mark's writing is at the end when he says that being you have to be comfortable with hearing the word no and you have to be comfortable with rejection because rejection is what makes our relationships better and our emotional lives healthier and if you if you spend all your time focusing on wanting every single person to like you you're not going to be who you genuinely are and you're going to take for granted the relationships with those people who who love you for who you are do you have anything to kind of say about that I know that oh man um I think it's also important to say no Mm -hmm. but yeah as soon as you read that I pretty much realized that that is a very something I struggle with especially I think in relationships and wanting people to like you but I mean, when you think about dating and those sort of things, I mean, nobody wants to to hear no, that no, they don't like you back or you're not the one for them. And so, I mean, he's totally right, though. It sucks, but you've got to break the bone, get totally. through it. And... I'm, I'm flipping through the pages to show Lily that chapter eight is literally called The Importance of Saying No. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I think that we both have really struggled with this and Mark and I gotta collapse. I know. I think we've gotta have a we've gotta invite Mark on the podcast. Oh. I yeah, think, I, I was think just talking be, to him. I, he said he wanted to. I think he'd be uh, I think that'd really promote him and uh give him some Yeah, we could probably boost his numbers, you yeah, know, since our, our really listening appreciate the offer. Yeah. Um, really do, do him it. a favor. Let's talk to Cindy, our assistant and have her reach out to him. Cindy anyway, you're on that? Yeah Cindy did you write that down? Thanks. Okay. Um, so I think to kind of tie up this last little segment in a, in a nice bow is that Mark says that ultimately the only way to achieve meaning and sense of importance is through a rejection of alternatives. Okay. You're thinking like, what does that mean? It's basically a narrowing of freedom, a choice of commitment to one place one belief, or he says, gulp, in parentheses, one person. <laughs> he says this is a realization that came to him, you know, really slowly and over his years of traveling and that... Is he married? He is married, yeah. He okay. he says that with most excesses in life, you you have to almost drown yourself in order to make you realize that they don't make you happy. Mm. Right? And so... So many people go around chasing the highs. You know, he Mark says that he's been to 55 countries and throughout his 20s and early 30s, he just, he went from one high to the next, you know, meeting women, experiencing new cultures. And he realized, you know, am I actually even really enjoying this or am I just flooding my my sensory, you know, with all of these things that I thought made me happy? Mm-hmm. 
And so what what I took from that is it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as we make it seem. You don't have to be committed to a hundred different interests. You don't have to have, you know, a multiplicity of friends and interests and hobbies or, I mean, life is, it's narrowing your freedom. It's making your commitments. And, and Mark says that that is the one and only way to really achieve a sense of meaning and importance in life. And so I, I've never really thought about it that way. And it was kind of a, a oh, mind fuck, honestly. I love hearing that. The less things I have to give myself to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the reason I love to hear that is because it's so easy to feel so stretched and so thin, like you can't give your all. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, just circling the bucket is when you think of what you want to do, what's most important to you, you shouldn't shouldn't do more than than you can handle and I mean at least for me I'd rather really focus on my specialties my passions have my friends have my things and get so much joy from that than Mm -hmm. the perpetual you know digging of approval and digging like oh if I join this club I'll get in with these and Mm -hmm. so I mean it's an interesting thought too kind of going into the workforce like what's my how am I going to take this forward, these lessons into my professional career? Definitely. That's a really interesting point. Um, Mark also says here that, and this also kind of felt like another little attack on, on my psyches. He said, the desire to avoid rejection at all costs, which is totally me, to avoid confrontation and conflict, also me, the desire to attempt to accept everything equally and make everything coherent and har- in harmony is actually a super unhealthy way to live your life. Um, no, oh, it, it, that reminds me of a quote. Please. Okay, one time I had this friend who was like, a, he joined the military to be like a nuclear engineer. Mm-hmm. And he said that, his boot camp instructors would yell at him constantly to become okay with the uncomfortable because when you get comfortable and that can be in life whatever your setting is you know when you get comfortable then the littlest bump the whatever happens that kind of knocks that scale or tips it in an unfavorable way you just come crumbling down so that's so cool another way to another way to think of it okay that I just have to pause the podcast because I, <laughs> I there's something there's something in the first two chapters that is eerily similar to that. So oh. hold on, viewers. So going off of what Lil was just talking about about you know teaching people that it's okay to be comfortable with the uncomfortable and the unknown, and I think that relates to being comfortable with the struggle and accepting that struggle in life is inevitable. Mark says that happiness requires struggle. Happiness doesn't just sprout from the ground and it's not it's not a destination that you you get to. It's happiness is a real serious lifelong f- fulfillment and it's basically measured by the struggles that you choose and and how you decide to deal with those problems what you're willing to go through exactly and and he says that the solution in happiness and and aligning your values finding those right values for you 
lies in the acceptance and the active engagement in negative experiences, in your struggles, um, and not avoiding it, but learning from it. So I think it's kind of a difficult pill to swallow. You know, we like the idea that there's this ultimate happiness that can be attained, and we like the idea that we can alleviate suffering permanently, Um, you know, that once we do X, Y, Z, you know, or we don't do A, B, C, we will be fulfilled and satisfied, but that's just not the reality. And as soon as people accept that there's struggle and we focus on the tools to make those struggles meaningful, I think is really where you begin in your in your growth to, for happiness. Mm-hmm. Your journey, your path. Exactly. So um, thank you all for tuning in today. I, I encourage all of you who are listening to... Ask yourself what determines your success and and by asking questions, what pain are you willing to sustain? Um, it, you guys can't have a pain-free life. It's obviously you're going to want to say, you know, I want to have a happy life with, with, you know, a husband and my three kids living in a nice house with a lake house. That's an easy answer. Um, I think what we need to start thinking about is is the sacrifices that we're willing to make and really figure out what we're willing, what struggles what we're willing to endure to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, Lily, thank you so much for being here with me today, of course. I mean... Thank you. I am... And I love doing this with you every week. I know, mind blown. And make sure you guys tune in next week for our um, Q&A on the rules of NASCAR is what mm-hmm. Maggie's reading right now. Yep, that's my next book. Where... It, yeah, it's kind of more of a, um emporium of history, I guess, of... Exactly. I mean, bizarre, obscure facts. So that's a perfect, perfect way to put it. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not into NASCAR, but you guys were literally begging, begging. for it in the comments. So and all I've heard from Maggie is how undeniably thrilling mm-hmm. each word of this gospel has been. Yes. That's, so. so I mean, if that's just not, if you guys aren't on the edge of your seat, then I don't know what else we can say except. See you next week, and thank you so much for tuning in to Mag and Lil Talk Books. Thanks, everyone.